Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 27. And in our reading through scripture this week, we we caught the end of the prophet Micah. Uh, We're getting deeper into Isaiah and seeing his warnings for the people of Israel and the people of Judah and the nations uh, around them. Uh, Joining us in this episode are Buddy Pearson and Heather McAfee. And the one thing that really stuck out to me from our conversation uh, in this episode is even in the midst of these warnings, there was so much hope. I think it's it's a great picture of the world we live in, our everyday struggles, that there's always hope. You know, Isaiah talks about the hope of the one that will come and set all things right. So stick around and join us in this conversation about the Bible and more specifically about hope. Heather, buddy, welcome. Glad to have you guys with us this morning. Yeah, Thanks. good to be here. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah, um, Heather, you haven't been, you were, you were on in the early days of the podcast. And so thanks for being willing to jump back in. Yeah, glad and, to. And uh, you guys uh, might recognize Buddy's voice. He's been on a little bit in the past uh, several episodes. So Buddy, yeah. thanks for I'm one of those reoccurring guests, you know, it's like a talk show. It's like, you know, you just, it comes on every so often. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so a uh, couple of things that you guys are focused on. Buddy, you're focused uh, a lot on starting a new work. Yeah. And uh, uh, looking at planning churches and that that kind of thing. Uh, Heather, for you, you are uh, always looking at at outreach and missions and how can we uh, get the good news of who Jesus is um, to folks that might have a hard time hearing it, right? Yes, that's right. And so I was wondering, with those kind of focuses in your focus, focus I, foci, <laughs> I don't know, focuses, <laughs> with those in mind, um, how has that impacted your reading of Scripture maybe this time through? Does that question make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was even just noticing this in these weeks where I didn't realize there was anything about the nations um, over this last week, how Mm. many times that appeared, even in these prophecies where God was talking to a specific group of people, but over and over, he's still talking about the nations. And as he even begins to talk about the Messiah, that reminder that, Israel is going to come back, a remnant is going to come back, but also there are going to be others from the nations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's full of that yeah. talk. I mean, absolutely. yeah, I've been blown away this time through in reading just this idea that, I, mean, I think we've probably mentioned it on here, God's intention for Israel mm. was to truly be a light among the to nations, nations. To, yeah. to be a reflection of who he is, a reflection of his character to the nations around them. Absolutely. And, and we have the prophets because they failed to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely have seen that. Buddy, what, what about what about you? You know, when I, when I read through this, I look at it as uh, kind of, you know, having 
a background in newspaper, kind of a, a reporter style, where I, I kind of pick out some nuggets that like might make a good story or yeah. like that you know really stand out. But then at the same time, how can I relay this to people who may not know Christ or who may be thinking about it or, or, you know, just kind of wrestling with some things. And, you know, you know look at King Ahaz, as, you know, we'll talk about and, and his issue of pride. And then I look at, you know, Isaiah and, uh, you know, this is where he prophesies, you know, the Savior coming and just, you know, how great that is. All the while he's warning all these nations and all these different things. And it's like in the middle of all this, there's the Savior. Yeah. The, you know, and to me, that's that's kind of, you know, what stands out. And in this world of where everything can seem, you know, crazy and and just stuff going on, we have a savior that's there, yeah. and that's just the message that you know that resonates with me. And that's kind of, you know, when you're planning a new work or when you're trying to reach people for Christ, you know, you just want to keep relating that over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah, because the message is good news. Yeah, right? absolutely, it is. And I, I think sometimes we forget about that. I think sometimes. We can even focus on, you know, we, we see the world around us, so we see the way people are behaving or, or whatever. And church, at least I think how people have taken it over over the years mm-hmm. is that people's perception is that the church is just concerned about my behaviors looking different or mm-hmm. behavior modification. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think to some degree in the big C church overall, that maybe we focused a little more on that than the good news. Yeah. And the good news is that we have this disease called sin. And, mm. and these things we do, they're just symptoms mm. of that of that disease. And, and what we need is a, is a heart change and a heart transformation. Mm. And, and that's what Jesus came, came to be, came to do. And I think that's the message that God had for Israel is like, I want to walk with you. I want to change your hearts, but yet they, they had gotten away from it. Um, but we kind of approach our own lives that way sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh God, would you just take mm-hmm. care of this thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this thing that I have wrong rather than, Lord, I'm going to surrender my heart mm-hmm. to you and just transform me. You know, mm-hmm. some of my work with, with students, you know, there might be a particular issue that, that they're dealing with. And, uh, something I've I've shared with several of them is like I think sometimes when we just focus on that behavior or that sin, mm. we're just that's all we're focused on, mm. and so we might do better and then we'll take two steps back and then maybe three steps forward and then two <laughs> steps back, mm-hmm. uh, rather than no focus on Jesus, mm. focus on God, sit with Him, and the more we uh, surrender ourselves to who he is. The more we sit with him, the, 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 the stronger, the, the more we, we build that relationship, then we don't want these other things. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of a rabbit trail. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we had a, a camp with our, with our teenagers yeah. this week. And yeah. so, uh, the progression of the, of it, the progression of the, the talks with them had to do with, okay, First, what's your understanding of God? It's mm-hmm. it's like if if you've never heard the good news, let's start there. What's yeah. your perception of God? And then it moves very intentionally into, well, we have this disease, we mm-hmm. have this this problem. This is why there's all these things missing in our lives because we have this issue, this sin, uh, disease. And then this is what Jesus did to to rectify that. And then then we're offered this life 
to yeah. walk into. And so, so all that's fresh in my brain, sure. you know, as we're, as we're recording this morning. Uh, when we started this podcast, we talked about how the Bible is more than just words on the mm. page mm-hmm. um, and how it's living and it's breathing and it's um, real people, things that, that happened. Um, and so the question that we've asked and we've asked you guys before is as you've been reading, what are some of the words that jumped off to uh, jumped off the page to you guys this week? One of the things I think that I've noticed, this is a part of the Bible when I get to this place in when I'm reading through the Bible mm-hmm. that's hard for me. There's a lot of names of people or names of places, nations that don't have any kind of frame of reference in yeah. my brain. They're just names, and I'm not good at logging names, so... To think about what's going on. I'm not following the plot line. There's not as many stories. Like when we were with David, King David, we heard all the stories of his exploits and we know those and and those are easier. But this gets really complicated. But I guess the thing I was thinking about is how this to them would have been as commonplace as talking about what's going on in Sparta or what's mm. going to happen in Nashville or even Orlando or or places that I've been to, places that I live and I do things in, and it would have struck them in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so as um, these prophets were talking about destruction to come or um, even even the the recounting of what was going on, that was very commonplace to them. And so these things would have had a lot different effect on them, just as if maybe we were talking about something, you know, the the city of Orlando, if, if we got a news report that this is going to happen, and then it did. Mm. And, and so uh, you guys have been talking in the last few weeks about the prophets and how it seemed like they were just angry because of their <laughs> message right, that they were, the they and bringing, it does yeah. sound yeah. Right. angry, but I think what I was struck with this week is just because like you guys have talked about, about disciplining our kids and things like that, but the purpose of that message, it struck them very personally when it was spoken, they understood those places. And then when it came to pass, it was like you said, more than words on a page, it was real things, but that God's desire in warning, in letting them know was to bring them back to him yeah. If if I've got somebody in, in my life and I don't wish to have further contact, I don't say, don't do this or I'm not going to continue with you. Mm. I say, you know, I just walk away. I just let it finish. Or if I'm an employer and there's a fireable like, a, offense, I just let it happen. I don't say, hey, if you do that again, it's all over. Right. So I, I think that's really one of the things that struck me this week. Yeah, and I think for us, we we can tend to just really skim over these. Like, okay, that I I don't know that word. I don't even know that place. Yeah. Is that a name? Is that a person or is that a place? You know. Yeah. And so we skim over. But like you said, for them, it was so like, oh, they heard that name. They yeah. like, oh yeah, I know him, mm-hmm. or I've been to this place. You yeah. know. So yeah, I think so. For sure. Buddy, have you ever kind of felt that way too? Reading scripture, you just get bogged down. And- yeah. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an Old Testament kind of guy. I love the New Testament. <laughs> I, I read it a lot. And so, you know, six months here, we've been reading the Old Testament. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need some New Testament. I need to get to Jesus. And, 
So when, but when I'm reading here and, and Isaiah starts to prophesy about the Savior, mm. it's like, oh man, this is this is so good. But you know, you, you have to take all this into context and to the the time it was written and and who it was written by and and what it was written for. And so, you know, I try to understand all those things. And and but then, you know, you you look at the messages that resonate from the pages. And yes, it's you know, the names are kind of weird and the places you maybe never heard of, but then how relevant is it today? And that's what I love about the Bible mm-hmm. is is that even though, you know, however long ago it was written and whatever, you know, whoever they were talking about, it still applies to us today. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's what I just, I keep going back to is it, it's still so relevant today. And, you know, it's like, Heather was saying, you know, it's like if you implement Sparta or Crossville or, you know, Nashville into some of those towns or whatever, you know, then obviously that makes it uh, much more appeasing and you can, you know, understand it. But at the same time, you know, that that's what it is, the living word of God. And, and yeah, some of it gets kind of tough and, and you know, especially with, with the, the prophets and it seems a little negative because it's like, mm-hmm. golly, they don't ever have anything good to say. So no. it was so great when Isaiah you know, prophesize the coming of the Savior. And it's like, yes, you know, this is what we're talking about here. This is this is where everything points to, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and seeing those, you know, because we, we have the luxury of, of being able to look back on this. Yeah. Mm. And so for us, we read something like Isaiah 9, uh, where he talks about the Holy One would be born of a virgin. Yes. Mm-hmm. He'd be wonderful, counselor. Right. You know, we have... Like we have the luxury of, of hindsight. Yeah, that, that was the we word know I was what happens. For. Yeah. Like we know what happened, and so it's easy for us to see that. Yeah, uh, I think this time as I'm reading, I'm I'm trying to put myself in in their shoes, right. and would it have been as clear? You know, it, it would. I think it would have been glimpses of. Wait, I know he's talking about this one to come. Yeah, but when will he mm. come? Will it be this? Is you know, because I want to see hope in my. Like, I want to see hope this week. Mm-hmm. Right. So these things, Isaiah, you're talking about, are they come, you know, and they had to to wait on yeah. on some of those. Or, or the the people just totally dismissing it. You know, King Ahaz pretty much just dismissing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what Isaiah was trying to tell him in the sign. And he's just like, mm, yeah, no, I'm good. I got, I got to focus on this, you know, strategy, this battle over here. You know, so I'm not really thinking about uh, right. the Savior coming or whatever the the sign is that God is telling me. Right, and and sometimes it's it's hard to have hope, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's easier just to trust in what I can do and I can say now, right? Yeah. And as you were talking there, I was thinking about in in Hebrews 11, it talks about all these people and it names so many of the 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 people that we've read about over the past six months, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's talked about who they were and, and what they did. And it mentions them by name. And it mentions their faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it talks about even some of the prophets said, hey, they were pointing towards something. Yeah. And they died mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah. They died waiting for the that hope. They yeah. died waiting for the Messiah. Uh, but But we are on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're able to look back, yet we still struggle. Like for us, we don't even have to have the faith that it happened. Like it right. happened. It's there. Mm-hmm. The hope is there for right. us. It, it's whether or not we accept it or mm-hmm. not. It, it's it's already here, right there in front of us. Right. But it is by faith that we have to yeah. receive it. Right. And 
and uh, accept it and expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I just thought that was so interesting. That one hadn't clicked with me, but thinking about that Hebrews 11 passage, that they died waiting for the mm-hmm. hope that we now have, we're benefiting from. Right. Like they would have longed, and there's another passage that talks about the, the, the angels long to see, mm-hmm. uh, and yet we, we're sitting here living, mm-hmm. living through it. Well, that's just so cool. That is cool. Yeah. Are there some other things that have that have jumped out to you guys this week as you're reading? One of the things that I was wrestling with, and I don't know that I can make sense of it mm. per se, but it was in the talk about the destruction. I guess that's another reason I got kind of lost in these stories as I'm like, okay, so yeah, he's going to kill all the things and he's going to, but there was some real descriptive words about the things that sustain them typically like food and drink and how it wasn't Mm going to be there and um i got to thinking again along those same lines well if this if the point of the prophecy was to truly bring people back and that's what it seems like it was for those who were willing to to come back then why is it those things but i got to thinking about in my own personal life and the times where um, maybe I've gotten off track or maybe not really, but I've come to a place where all those things that are the things I'm looking to to satisfy me, even if they're good and right things like those physical needs of food to eat and a place to sleep Mm -hmm. and all those other things, when those are stripped away or in some way stripped away, and I guess you're left laying flat on your back you're you've got nowhere else to look but up yeah. right and so there've been some personal times that I was just kind of relating it I guess in my own life to those moments where all those things whether good or bad that I was chasing after to satisfy me were taken away and and again seeing that as God's loving desire to bring them and us back into right relationship with him and sometimes it feels cruel or mean if mm. you don't understand the big picture so i don't know if that's really if that really applies but that's what i yeah, was thinking yeah. about yeah absolutely that's good what you made me think of is and and i'll just ask it I'll, I'll say this as a question how do you guys put yourself into these words we're reading because that's that's basically what you, exactly that's kind of what you were doing mm-hmm. yeah you're like oh as they were reading that and they sustenance was going to be a hard thing for them to find this made me think about it. and so you you put yourself into that how yeah. how how do we do that yeah well i almost hesitate because i feel like their destruction was in some ways complete and maybe my thing doesn't mm. apply completely but there has been even a more recent time in my life as we were pursuing the dream of even what we thought God had for us and we were serving overseas and life was good. And we had gotten to a place in ministry where we were able to communicate with the people we Mm -hmm. went to communicate and we were living the, to me, what was something I had dreamed about from the time I was a kid and I could open my front door and there's the tropical fruit trees and flowers (laughs) and just the people that surrounded me that I absolutely loved, that I had learned to depend on, and they had learned to um, take what they could from— the, we just were in relationship, and it was yeah. going well, and we had influence. Mm. 
And we came to the point where we had to return to the U.S. and the, re- the option to return was not there. And all of a sudden we had no job and no house and no car. Um, the hope of how we were going to get our kids educated was gone. All mm-hmm. all of the things were stripped away and it didn't seem fair And so I wasn't looking at utter destruction as these people will be soon in their story. But for me, it was. felt pretty desperate. But it was that place of coming to, yes, we need food to eat. Yes, we need jobs or whatever. But coming back to the basics of where's my identity? And in coming back, to me, that's coming back to him and him being the center of everything I am and that all good things come from his hand. And the things that I consider good that I think I'm getting elsewhere, I'm I'm full of myself. Yeah. And did things change immediately? They didn't change immediately. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, not at all. And it's a daily even walking it out of, um, I'm reading a book right now, When God Doesn't Fix It, Mm -hmm. um, recommended by a friend, but... It's that idea of it's okay to ask the why why question, you know, why yep. me, why here, why this, why mm-hmm. now, whatever. But because David did, and I think sure. that's a good example. Yeah. I think it's okay to be truthful and honest with God. But I've got to get past the why, and I've got to get to the how. And the how is how does God want to use this to glorify himself in my own life and in the lives of people around me? And that's where I get off of the treadmill or whatever that's not taking me anywhere to what are you doing? And I'm ready and I'm willing. Do it in me. Yeah. And how will he use it for my good? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the moment, it might feel like it's not good at all. This isn't good for me. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -mm. Right. I'm not feeling this. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah. And I I think that's something we, we, we saw a lot, and I think we probably even talked about this in the Psalms, especially. And David, in in one breath, is like, "God, why have you done this? Right. Well, you mm-hmm. feel like you've forsaken me here, um, but yet I will praise yeah. you." You know, even even though, yeah, uh, even if, yeah, and your love is better than life, mm-hmm. and yeah. that reminder that He is what truly satisfies us, not right. even those physical things that. Yeah, we need to live, but it doesn't, though, none of that brings true satisfaction, only he does. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, has there ever been a time in your life where you found yourself in that same place? Well, I'm a 50 something year old church planner. So, I mean, <laughs> I, that kind of answers that question right there. You know, what what in the world are you thinking? You know, I'm, I mean, I've got two master's degrees and, and, uh, and it's not in, you know, godly text or, or, you know, Christianese. It's uh, in other things. And it's like, mm-hmm. Okay, so why now? Why you know? But but that's great, and and I'm glad you know. I always say better late than never. Uh, but when I when I read through, especially what I've been reading this week, the the couple of things that stand out to me is fear and pride, and it's like those are the mm-hmm. two things that continually turn people away from God is uh, fear that you know maybe they they're not going to have the the earthly things that that they're not going to be supplied what they need and mm. you know that and so they don't rely on God they start relying on themselves to take care of those things and then the pride of you know I go back to King Ahaz where you know God's you know send, tells Isaiah you know send him a sign tell him you know this is what's going to happen and he just absolutely rejects it 
And how many times yeah. do we just, you know, reject what God sure. wants us to do or, or is telling us because we think we can do it better. We think we have a better plan <laughs> and that fear of, well, you know, God, I know you got a plan, but you know, my plan might be a little bit better. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's just Isn't pride talking. Yeah. And, and, and I'm <laughs> I just sitting here and, and as Isaiah continues to prophesy to the other nations, it's like, people wake up, man. You know, it's, you know, get out, get over yourself, get away from the fear, get away from the pride and listen to what he's telling you because, you know, God's got the answer to no matter what it is uh, we have the question for, no matter what situation mm-hmm. that we're in. And yes, it may not, you know, like Kelly said, it may not happen right away. It may not, you know, be instantaneous, but he's got that plan. And if you just trust and stop being fearful and stop being prideful, uh, man, he's going to work things out. And so, you know, when he told me to sell my house and, and leave, you know, uh, the regular working world and, and all the benefits and all the things that, that went with us, yeah, it's tough. Uh, but I know that we're on a, a path, on a road that um, he's leading and not one that I'm trying to create my mm. own. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I feel pretty good about, you know, uh, where it's going and where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And if I can just keep my pride out of it and mm-hmm. the fear of how we're going to pay the bills mm-hmm. and, you know, how you're going to, how we're going to do this and that and just rely on him, then I know everything will be fine. If yeah. I can just stay out of his way. And that's kind of what we got to do. We got to, we have to stay out of his way. Yeah. And cause a lot of times, you know, we think we know better. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a lot of, that was a lot of Isaiah's message for yeah. the people is, Hey, this thing is coming. Like, the warnings mm-hmm. Heather, you talked about they were warnings and there were consequences mm-hmm. coming from from how they had not kept their covenant with God and yeah. they would eventually be led into exile uh, but he said there's hope mm-hmm. and there's a messiah coming you will be brought back you will once again become a people I love that and, I, and this might be a good place to wrap up uh, this is one of the one of the passages that jumped out to me this week is it's from Isaiah 12. And it says, uh, Isaiah writes, in that day you will sing, in, the, in that day is in that day that you are brought back out of exile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be, I think that can be applied to their immediate situation mm-hmm. of once they are coming out of physical exile. But I think it's also looking forward to that future, that future Messiah King that, mm-hmm. that's coming. And when he brings us back into his kingdom, um, so that to give a little context, but he, he writes this in that day, you will sing. Mm. So they haven't seen it yet, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but this is what you're going to do mm-hmm. in that day. You will sing. I will praise you. Oh Lord, mm. you were angry with me, but not anymore. Mm. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. Mm-hmm. I will trust in him and not be afraid. There you go. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply. This is Isaiah talking to them again. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing, thank you, Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. <laughs> and I just wrote out to the side. I said, that's our song. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That is our song. That's awesome. Because that's, 
that's who he is. That's what he's done for us. And, and we've seen that and we will see that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see that time when God comes back again and makes all things right. And we see this new heaven, this new earth, and it's the kingdom of God dwelling among us, (laughs) the kingdom of man. I look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But he still calls us to be that right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we are the pictures of that. We are the pictures of the kingdom of God. As followers of Jesus, we are pictures of the kingdom of God here on earth right now in this moment. Mm. Hey guys, thanks. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out and you can check out more about us at therivercc.com. Thanks and join us next time on The Word This Week.